Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney rejects a magistrate's decision in its labor dispute with the Firefighters Union. The FAA approves Disney's request for the use of drones over the theme park, and Disney is testing out a new tracking system for custodial workers in the Magic Kingdom. Orlando Sentinel's business reporter, Sandra Pettacini, is going to be joining us to talk more about that story. Also, a little later on, we're going to talk about this year's Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 916 for the week of November 8th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Teresa Eccles. Hey. Steve Porter. Hello. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Julie Martin. Hey, y'all. And producing this show for the first time. Oof. Wait, then I've already seen an issue. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) The lovely and talented Mr. Oliver Green. Hello, everyone. Uh, Just so everybody knows, uh, John, Kevin, Craig, and Corey are all actually on their way to, I think it's Fort Lauderdale, to get on the new Harmony of the Seas, uh, the Royal Caribbean's new ship. They're going to be covering that, and we'll be probably talking about that in one of the upcoming Dreams shows. Um, but first, I, I want to say a special thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon. You guys have been uh, terrific uh, with your support of our show. We've kind of blown away by it. Um, and I know Oliver and Rhino are having a great time. Oh, yeah. Uh, producing, uh, producing content. That sounded insincere, but I went, oh, yes. I, that sounds even worse. I don't know how to... We have, um, we actually have a funny, uh, a funny little video to go up uh, in the next few days or the next week of um, Steve uh, 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 playing. Uh, oh, you recorded that. Oh, we were recording the whole thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, playing a virtual, uh, a PlayStation <laughs> oh Four virtual gosh. reality, the VR. Um, we had some fun with them. Um, it's really cool when they can't see you, and you can you put them in this, like a scary game, and then you do stuff. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We like um, to scare each other here. It's what we do. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. It is becoming a theme. Well, and it? Pete will say it too. Every time he comes in to say good morning in the morning, now he, he scares me I'm, because oh. we've traumatized him by scaring him and recording recording that woman scream that he does when he's <laughs> when he's startled. So I get nervous every time I come out of the bathroom now because I'm just scared Craig's going to be waiting there just to jump out at me. It's 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 becoming a real problem actually. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, part of my plan is to traumatize the staff. So, so also, I just want to remind everybody about the slate of upcoming shows that we have every Monday. DizUnplugged.com, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show with uh, John Magi, Tracy Heinrichs, and Kevin Close. And uh, this coming Monday, we're going to be talking about uh, the Disney Dream and our experience on board the Disney Dream. Uh, It was back in September. It's already a couple months now. It's been two months. Um, Which, here's the Reader's Digest version. Amazing. Um, 
Also, every Monday, uh, DizUnplugged.com, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged with host Tom Bell and his team. On this week's show, Mary Jo Willie heads out to the California Science Center to check out the Science Behind Pixar exhibit. That sounds kind of cool. That sounds, that sounds cool. fun. I saw it when it was in uh, Boston last year. And, um, oh, that's I, right. I saw that she was doing that, so I might. I think I might have enough video to make a little... A little visual for oh, people it's like too, a, so I'll try and get on that too. It's okay. like a moving exhibit. No, yeah, it, it travels the. Oh, that's it was cool. In, yeah, it was in the Science Museum in Boston for a while, and now it's over there. So it's very cool. Roadshow, Pixar yeah. Roadshow. Yeah. Exactly. Um, also, uh, our newest every Wednesday, our newest show, the best and worst of Walt Disney World. This coming Wednesday, uh, five don't miss things at Epcot, and I'm guess since that's the name, I'm guessing one of the don't miss things is is English class. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the format of the show. Uh, it's the, it, it makes it sound my, well. My grasp on the English language is terrible, anyway. But yeah, the name of the show made it, the title sound strange. But um, yeah, it's essentially five things not to miss at Epcot. There we go. And then I believe I believe starting next week we start doing a series of holiday shows we that do, we just yep. recorded. So nice. talk about things, uh, what we love and don't love uh, at Disney World for the holidays. So oh, that sounds fun. That's every Wednesday. Disunplugged.com. Uh, and of course, now normally every Thursday, the Universal Edition uh, with Craig, uh, Rhino, and Oliver. This Thursday, there will not be a show because Craig is just going to be getting back from that cruise I was telling you about and trying not to kill him if we can help it. So giving him that, uh, giving him that Thursday off. And of course, every Friday when he feels like it, <laughs> Diz Pop with Rhino, Clavin, and other people. Um, and uh, what are you doing this week? Um, well, Hopefully. I, uh, yeah, well, I, I had a little bit of technical issues with last week, um, so I did a 40-minute show for myself that nobody got to see, but it was great for me, so, um, but... <laughs> Admit it, you do that all the time anyway, right? <laughs> he does love him some rhino. I know. Uh, Just a performance in your living room. <laughs> the, theater art for my corgis. Um, but, okay, uh, poor this dogs. week it's going to be... Okay, Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I uh, I think it's going to be um, we did it for Halloween we did the uh, must watch our must watch list for Halloween and I think it might be fun to kick that off really early so uh, do a must watch for the holiday season of uh, our favorite like Disney Universal you know anything you're include that you feel some Thanksgiving essential. movies right oh yeah that's my goal is because I want to find the un it's I feel like Thanksgiving movies are the untapped movie potential here at this holiday season so I'll do my research yeah good, good, good. yeah all right so anything else in housekeeping anybody have anything. Want to plug the Welcome Center? Oh, I do. Not the Welcome Center, but I have <laughs> I was going to let you run with that. <laughs> do it right now. Yeah, everybody come out to the Welcome We get a lot of visitors now. Um, almost every day someone comes in. I know that sounds not like a lot, but it is a lot to me. Shut up, Ollie. You've never been, have you? Hey, I, yeah, I want to go. I've well, just, do it. I've, okay. Step away from okay. what you do and come visit okay. me. We'll do it's a busy hopping place, 6550 North Atlantic Avenue, Suite B, Cape Canaveral. <laughs> We're there every day but Tuesday. Someone's there every day but Tuesday. I'm going to visit on a Tuesday. <laughs> you have fun with that. I'll go with you. I've got a key. I can open up. <laughs> oh, we changed the locks. No, we didn't. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, Rhino, you had something? Oh, yeah. I, I just want to say, you know, um, we covered the first Christmas party last night. And, you know, it, it seems more and more these days people are coming up to us and saying thank you. Um, 
getting a lot of really strong feedback on people specifically saying, like, we listened to you to plan this, and we said we didn't do this specifically because of this. And I just want to give a shout-out to some of the people that we saw last night. Um, Aaron and her, her mother, who I got to meet, who were very sweet. They met us all. There was a couple that wanted me to say hello to you that were from um, Indiana and um, just a bunch of others. And, you know, it's just nice. I don't speak to people from Indiana. I'm kidding. He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana's out of the the realm of Pete Warner approved states. Yeah. <laughs> if we got, we were up to 38. We're almost all, all 50, but um, no. So we just really appreciate you guys uh, coming to say hello. It means a lot to get feedback. Cause for us, we're just staring at this glass. You know, we can't see you. You just see us. So it's nice to see the faces on the other side of the wow. screen, the poltergeist on the other side. So that's what I like about the welcome center. People come in and they think yeah. they're going to see other people than just me. And they just get me. And sometimes they're disappointed. Most, most times I make them happy. <laughs> You, you just missed Pete. Oh my gosh, you just left. Oh, yeah. hey, that, that's better than whenever I'm in the parks with Rhino recently. There's people that come oh, up. Oh, hi, Rhino. And then they're like, they, they just, okay, hi. Or, yeah. or the other day I saw someone wearing a dish shirt. I said, oh, I love your shirt. And they said, oh, thanks. Yeah. I said, okay. Sounds good. <laughs> last, last night. Last no. night. Oh. Was like, podcast we member. love you, Rhino. And then <laughs> Steve goes, it's Steve, too. <laughs> <laughs> it happened at the boathouse hey as well. Steve. At the boathouse about a week ago. Someone came up, they're like, oh, Rhino, hi, Rhino. And, and, I then, went, asked, and then he goes, yeah. oh, and I've got Oliver with me, too. And they were like, that's nice. Can you take the photo? And I didn't take the phone. <laughs> Not that I'm upset, but they didn't even acknowledge. They were just like, oh. Nice to see you. Here's the phone. Take a photo of me and Rhino. Okay. Oh, perfect. He can take the photo. Uh, All right. So to, people, start giving to, some love. You know, start giving yeah, some love oh, to no. Steve and Ollie. You guys need it, too. They're apparently very insecure about this. So, All right. Anything else in housekeeping? No. All right. Let's, let's get started with the news. First story up, um, I want to talk about uh, this, this great article that was released this weekend by our good friend Sandra Pettisini. At the Orlando Sentinel talking about Disney starting to track custodial workers in the Magic Kingdom. And uh, now you guys have heard me go on and on and on about the bathrooms and the situation with the bathrooms. So this was an interesting, an interesting development that says that Disney must be very well aware and there must be a lot more complaints than just my crazy ass screaming about dirty bathrooms in Tomorrowland. So, Sandra, thank you so much for uh, coming in. Are we unmuted? We certainly are now. Okay. How are you doing, Sandra? Hi, Pete. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for being with us. Now, I'll let you explain what this is, what this test is, and then I'm going to say what I think. So this is a test that's going on right now in Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom. And what Disney is doing is they've got sensors in restrooms, and on garbage cans. And so those sensors can tell when a certain number of people have come into the restroom, or they can tell when the garbage can is about three quarters full. And at that point, the sensors say, aha, time for cleaning. And janitors are given iPhones. And basically, this automated system finds the nearest available janitor. And then the assignment comes up on their iPhone. It says, okay, time for you to go clean this area over here. Now, are you hearing, uh, this is a test, are, are you hearing anything about, are they, do you think they're going to plan to expand this property-wide, or? Well, if it's successful, I would imagine they would want to do that, yeah. I mean, it seems like it would be um, a more efficient system for them, um, could probably save them some labor costs, 
And also, you know, uh, it's a better way to track when a restroom needs cleaning. And that has been an issue with some folks, including you. Including me. Um, that was one of the things that was brought up when we were talking about this o- over the weekend. Um, how much of this is about them, you know, wanting to make sure the bathrooms are clean and how much of this is about cutting back on custodial costs? Um, because, you know, we've seen we've seen them over the course of the last year really cut back on, you know, we hear from cast members all the time that they can't get 40 hours. Full-time cast members can't get 40-hour weeks. We see them cutting back on entertainment, character experiences, cutting back in other areas. So, you know, on one side, I'm thinking to myself, "Mm, this could be good because maybe I won't walk into a a war zone. I mean, there have been times, you know, I I, I said before, I I wouldn't let my mother use a bathroom in Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland in particular seems to be – that's why I find it very interesting – that it was Tomorrowland where they chose to do this test because every time I've gone into a bathroom in Tomorrowland, I really had the urge to like tweet out what I'm looking at if it wasn't going to be disgusting and creepy. Um, so I think at one point we started telling people, you know, start tweeting at Disney, your bathrooms are filthy, clean them. My, my concern is, so I think if you're going to do this to help clean the bathrooms, that's great. But how has the training of these custodial workers fallen so far? Because the bathrooms used to be fine. Why? What happened that it's gotten to this point that we need to even do this? Well, we said, it the la- we said it the last time we were out in Disneyland. The mm. difference in how clean mm. Disneyland is versus the Magic Kingdom here. Yeah. Um, noticeably different. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about sensors on the garbage cans in, in particular, too, how many times have we seen those garbage cans full? How many times have we seen garbage put on top of the garbage cans because people can't get anything inside? Yeah. And this was never a problem before until, I'd say, the last couple of years is when it's really gotten, I, I noticed that it's, it's really gotten, ba- gotten bad. Have you, Sandra, have you gotten any feedback from people on what they think about this? Is, you know, am I the only one who sees this as a problem or... Well, no, I think I've heard from other people who agree with you and your assessment of uh, the state of the Disney restrooms. Um, But mainly who I've heard from on this story has been the union representing the custodial workers. They have a lot of concerns about it. Um, And one of their primary concerns is that the more senior employees don't get to pick their assignments anymore with the way this new system works. Um, You know, when you get to a certain level of seniority, you get to pick whether you want to be out in the public areas, out in the fresh air cleaning, or if you'd rather be in the restroom where there's not as many guests to deal with um, and you don't have to lift heavy garbage cans. And, you know, a lot of people have strong preferences either way. And with this new system, they're not really going to have a choice. Um, In fact, some of the custodians went to Dan Cockerell's office on Halloween with a pumpkin that said, rest in peace, seniority, uh, because they feel like that's a big part part of their seniority that's getting taken away under this new system. And, you know, it's not like, uh, it's not like Disney doesn't have other union problems. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, with the firefighters uh, right now, and with Reedy Creek, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a, that's a really. I, I do want to say something on that note of seniority with the pumpkin. I do sympathize with that a lot because I worked there for quite some time, and it seemed like the the 
the point of you working there for so many years, you know, as you earn this respect, you earn, you know, you get first choice in this stuff. And yeah, that's, that's what happens when you work at a job forever. And it seemed the longer I worked there, the less it mattered, the less it mattered. So I can relate to that, the people being upset about this and your thing. Disney has this habit of punishing everyone for some people's bad behavior. Well, look, I, I, I want to, I'll stop you there. I, I am not convinced on any level that the issues inside the bathrooms at Disney are the fault of custodial. I blame management. I blame management for the number of custodial staff they have on. I blame management for the way that staff is trained, the way that staff is deployed. Yeah. So with something like this, it may be helping the deployment issue, but I think they probably need more custodial because yeah. mm-hmm. when I see the park, as I said, you know, we were just out in Disneyland in September. And we were talking about it. That look how much cleaner. It's like immaculate. It's immaculate. And that while and granted, while the Magic Kingdom does our Magic Kingdom does see more foot traffic per year than um uh than the Disneyland park. It's after a certain point it's all kind of academic. It's just a matter of, you know, you have a process in place to deal with millions of people coming through and it's just a matter of staffing for it, and I think that has been the main Mm-hmm. the main issue. So I'm not, I don't blame custodial. I put this squarely on the shoulders of management. Now, you know, well, so we'll see. We'll see if the pushback from the union is enough to derail this because it's going to create labor disputes. You don't think so? I doubt it. Disney usually wins this type of stuff. I mean, that I, that I really just don't think that the unions are going to be able to tell Disney what to do on this. It just doesn't seem like it's something that affects the livelihood of the workers enough that they're going to fight Disney hard enough on. Well, but do you think that, you know... If it was something about wages or health care or something like that, I think they would put up a stronger fight. But I think that this is going to die out quicker than people. But we're in a period right now where Disney is flailing looking for ways to regain advantage because of lower turnstiles. So do you think they're going to want even remote PR issues when it comes to, you know, because what will happen, they may not, some you know, they may not put up a fight. Maybe those bathrooms don't get cleaned. Even, maybe they get cleaned even worse than they have mm. been. Um, <clears throat> so I think it's, uh, I think it's incredibly, incredibly interesting. Um, another, uh, another story that uh, I know you were dealing with, uh, this morning is uh, SeaWorld's was I guess it's 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 their fourth quarter earning right uh, or third quarter yeah, yeah. third quarter okay that's right they have a they have a different uh, fiscal year than Disney does um, so anything interesting you know it's just another not so great quarter for them and a string of not so great quarters um, they said that they do see some positive signs there that uh, their seasonal passes have been selling really well. Um, they feel like uh, the problems that they've had with Brazilian visitation are starting to subside a little bit. Um, they are going to be doing a lot of cost cutting, and they didn't really give many details as to what that's going to entail. Although they made some pretty interesting comments about theming, and they said, you know, we're opening more attractions with less money, and so really we want to concentrate on the ride rather than on the theming, um, which, I mean, when you look at Disney and, and Universal, and that's just a complete difference right. um, from from their philosophies and you know all the big theme parks really they are theme parks they focus a lot on 
immersion and uh, making you feel like you're a part of a story. So that's going to be an interesting thing to watch, I think. So you think that's a that's a heads up that they're going to start moving away from that uh, that that. It's a time-honored tradition here now. I mean, that everything is themed and everything has a story attached to it. Um, that in an effort to draw in as many people as they can, they're just going to focus their money on on the attractions. Because, um, I mean, look, it certainly costs a lot of money to build an attraction, but it also costs a lot of money to theme these things and create a certain look. But that was always one of the strongest suits, I thought, that, that SeaWorld had. Was yeah. Yeah, and they are still doing theming. I mean, they're going to open a ride that has to do with Sea Rescue, their TV show. So they're not giving up on theming altogether, but it sounds like maybe they're scaling it back a little bit. And, you know, when you've seen some of the um, business decisions that they've made recently, they're really acting more and more like a regional theme park, like a Six Flags. Um, Just recently, they started a dining plan that's very similar to something Six Flags will do. And they've talked a little bit about how, you know, they're um, they just can't compete with Disney and Universal. And so they're really um, pursuing some different strategies. And so rides that aren't as heavily themed, I think you'd see that more in a Six Flags than you would at a Disney or Universal. Are you surprised how pervasive the damage from Blackfish was to SeaWorld? Um, I don't know if I was really surprised by it. By the time I um, took on the beat, you know, Blackfish had been out there for quite a while. And, you know, I know people who watched that movie and were really very affected by it. So, no, I, I'd say I'm, I wasn't really surprised by that. I was. I think SeaWorld was surprised. I think they had gotten, you know, complaints over the years from PETA and all those other groups. And I think they saw this as just, you know, one more um one more piece of bad publicity that really wasn't going to have a lasting impact. Well, it never had before. And, but the way this was, the way it was done, the way it was marketed and certainly with CNN behind it. Um, I think that had, I think that was probably, I think if it had just been an independent documentary released on the film circuit, it would not have had the impact it had going on CNN and having CNN. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. And I just, I'm blown away by, you know, I have my feelings on it. I won't get into it, but I'm blown away by the 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 devastation in the wake of that documentary on SeaWorld. I mean, they have they have forced SeaWorld to completely change their business model, um, and you know, so maybe and maybe who knows? You know, sometimes sometimes the the, the most amazing things come out of disaster. Um, so who knows? But I love SeaWorld. I'm really sad to see them struggling. Um, I think they do a great job. I think it's a beautiful theme park, and I I really hope that they manage to uh, that they manage to navigate this. But as you were saying, you know, it's one quarter after another, really really kind of depressive earnings numbers, and I just don't know how sustainable, how much longer they can sustain that before, you know, they finally say, okay, <laughs> we give up. I mean, I don't. Well- and they've known that it's going to be a long road. You know, earlier this year, they said they weren't going to breed orcas anymore. And uh, I think it's going to take a while for a turnaround. But they feel like they're starting to see signs that things are starting to stabilize for them. Well, let's see. We'll see what happens. But, Sandra, thank you so much for taking time to join us. It's been great having you on. One of these days, we've got to have you here in the studio. I'd like that. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sandra. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. So, 
Yeah. Hmm. SeaWorld. <laughs> SeaWorld and custodians. Um, but since we were talking about um, we were talking about the union, I thought that's, that was an interesting uh, uh, an interesting angle on that. Um, another union story that caught my attention that really has me pissed off. I'll be honest with you. Is uh, a few months ago we talked about how a local magistrate. Um, had mediated this contract dispute that Disney's having with the firefighters union uh, in Reedy, with Reedy Creek. What is that creaking? It's Oliver's chair. Oh. It could be. I apologize. Okay. Um, yeah, it is. It's one of those old chairs. Um, I'll stop moving. Please. <laughs> Just stand. Just stand for the hour. Um, and that this magistrate had issued a ruling. Um, it was. It's a non-binding ruling. That and uh, that really pretty much agreed with everything the firefighters union was asking for. And before the ruling came down, the, the firefighters union had said, we will abide by whatever the magistrate rules. Disney did not make that statement. And on Friday, Disney issued a 16 page response to the ruling, basically saying, no, we're not going to go with this. Um, so, these guys have been working, guys and girls, men and women, have been working without a contract for the last two years. And what the union has been asking for in this, and I don't know, somebody check me if I'm wrong. I don't think any of this is unreasonable. They're asking for Disney to share some of the cost of health insurance increases. They're not asking Disney to pay for it. They're asking Disney to help share in the cost of health insurance increases. They're asking that their health screenings include tests for cancer. They're firefighters, not unreasonable, and that they receive a cost of living adjustment to their pay. They're not asking for double pay. They're asking for a cost of living adjustment, which, by the way, they have not had since 2008. Now, the magistrate that heard the, that mediated this found those elements to be reasonable and came down on the side of the firefighters. Uh, Disney's attorney in its 16 page response said, quote, it is clear from his recommendation that the special magistrate applied his own mistaken views to the bargaining process, that his views, quote, run afoul of the Florida administration code and that he has, quote, notions of industrial justice. The company said that evidence that they presented is consistent with a workforce who believes emergency service personnel are already well compensated and appreciate their work environment. In other words, you've got it good. Don't ask for anything. Um, their rejection, uh, the union reply uh, responded that their rejection is offensive not only to us in the process, but also to the magistrate. We had we both had the opportunity to present our case to an impartial person. Um, we both reviewed the qualifications of a list of magistrates and we both picked out Mr. Stokes, the magistrate that heard the case. And because he didn't side with the district, he must be some sort of zealot out for industrial justice. And that's exactly what this is. That's exactly what this is. And, um, oh, and this is a great quote from the union. I hadn't read this. Most bullies think they are wonderful 
and that they really are not doing any harm to their victims. But I don't know of anyone who would be happy with an employer who withholds pay for almost two years, disregards the health and safety norms of their industry, and passes on the bulk of insurance premium increases to their employees. And it was just announced that insurance costs are going to be going up almost 40% for the firefighters. So here's the deal. And I said this in the Daily Fix yesterday. I'm going to say it again now. It is all well and good for any of us, but especially companies like Disney, to wave the flag and talk about how we love our first responders and we support our first responders and then pull crap like this. It plays well. It's great PR. But pay them what they are worth. And this makes Disney look so bad. It just makes them look bad. And, you know, part of Disney's argument, if you read between the lines, if you read between the lines that the, the district is a great place to work and you're already well compensated, it's basically saying that because it's Disney, you don't really have to run into a lot of burning buildings and you really don't have a lot of this to do and that to do that other firefighters and other districts may have to deal with But we were talking about this last week, about people with questionable motives looking to bring loaded weapons into the theme parks. And we were talking about the need for the added security, that Disney's going to be in a place where they have no choice eventually but to do that. And I think to myself, God forbid, you know, but it's the world we live in. What if there was something far worse to happen on Disney property, right? It's not out of the realm of possibility. We certainly hope it won't happen. And I certainly feel confident that Disney does everything in their power right now to prevent it. I think their security measures are amazing. But it's the world we live in. Who are the first people that are going to get caught? Is it the executives? Are they the ones going to be running? Oh, hell no. No, it's these guys. These men and women who are going to be running into that like our heroes were on 9-11. Our good friend Jay Clauber, who was a New York City police officer and one of those crazy people running into those buildings to help save people. Saved his partner, got a medal from the governor of New York for doing it. Is it really? Is this too much to ask? We ask these people to stand ready to do that. We ask police officers, firefighters, first responders, we ask them to stand ready to walk into the face, the the fires of hell, literally, in the event of a tragedy. And we're going to not give them a cost of living increase? We're not going to make, we're not going to share the cost of their health insurance increases? We're not going to agree to cancer screenings? For these guys, really? A company that makes record profits every year? And then they wonder why the narrative is elitist? They wonder why they have this pushback from people saying it's getting too expensive? And it feels like it feels elitist. It feels like Disney has become for the 1%. They wonder why this narrative exists. And I'm not saying this is the cause, but this certainly doesn't help. It's, okay, so somebody in the chat, I just want to bring this up, uh, said something about you fail to 
discuss their current compensation workload and benefits packages are. So we have known, uh, I myself, I'm, I'm not, never worked for Reedy Creek or anything like that, but have worked for Disney and as many people who have worked here have. Um, and I have gone through several contract negotiations with them and I have watched that the first place whenever they need to scale in that they look to cut money is how much they pay people and what the benefits are. And what really soured me is years ago, they um, put through, they did this bait and switch situation where they said, okay, if you all sign this uh, in, in this new, uh, this uh whatever constitution whatever it is in um we're gonna give everyone five hundred dollars as a bonus in their paycheck and everyone's like well five hundred dollars that's awesome but if you do the math they took down the percentage it went from a five percent or a four percent raise to a three percent raise yearly and then on top of that they increased the amount of percentage you'd be paying out of your own pocket for health insurance so if you actually did the math you would be making um 17 cents less on the dollar in four years well here's here's my response to that though I don't care what they're currently getting paid. Yeah. I don't care. I really don't. A cost of living increase is what they're asking for, and I think that's fair. Regardless of what their current level of compensation is, they have not had a cost of living increase in eight years. They're entitled to that. It's all well and good for us to talk about how we support our first responders. We've got to put our money where our mouth is. This- this is what I think about, like, why I said Disney plays by their own rules in the last segment with the custodial workers. If I mean, if that's why I don't think that they'll do anything for the custodial workers because they're not even doing anything for the firefighters. It's mm, a good point. That's yeah, good I point. mean, mm-hmm. that, that's uh, there's nothing really. I mean, maybe police officers would be about that. That's the only thing. I, I don't know. It just bugs me. Uh, my brother's a firefighter. Granted, it's in Mississippi. It's not for Disney, but he works two jobs in order to support his family because he does not make enough money as a firefighter alone to support his family. And I wonder if that is the case for these guys. Do they more, work more than one job in order to support that themselves because of the fact they haven't had that cost of living raise in eight years? Mm-hmm. I mean, that seems un- very unreasonable. It does seem unreasonable. And, you know, look, I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that, you know, the New Jersey liberal in me, it's always going to come down on the side of a union. Generally speaking, it's going to, I was raised in a union household. And I saw what contract negotiations were like for my father, especially during layoffs and things like that, when they would go on strike. Um, so it's something I'm sensitive to. So, But especially, I think for me, it changed after 9-11. It really changed after 9-11 when you know, realizing the reality of the world we live in and realizing what a target, in particular Disney is. And here are these these men and women who are signing up and saying, "Yep, yep, we'll we'll be the first in." Well, that's that's worth something. So yeah, I don't care what they paid. I don't think we can pay them enough. I don't think we can pay cops enough. I don't think we can pay teachers enough. I don't think we can pay, pay nurses enough for the work that they do. And so when they're asking for a cost of living increase, it would be one thing if. They were asking for $50,000 a year raise and, you know, Manny Petty's every three months. Um, <laughs> but they're asking for a cost of living increase, shared, shared responsibility in the increases on health insurance. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I, and cancer screenings. For a company that posts the kind of profit Disney does, I think they can be, they can be a little bit more, uh, work a little bit more. With their with their firefighters, that's my opinion. 
you may disagree, and that's fine. But I'm right and you're wrong. So, all right, that is going to do it for the news. Uh, thanks to Sandra Pettisini for joining us, by the way. It was great to have her on the show. Um, we're going to move on to Rapid Fire, and we'll throw it over to the lovely and talented Ms. Teresa Atkins. Hello. Disney Quest, the indoor virtual theme park at Disney Springs, was originally set to close this year, but an exact closing date was never announced. It now looks like the space will remain open into 2017. According to the Orlando Sentinel, some employees recently received an email from Disney stating that Disney Quest will be operating into 2017 with no closing date to mention. We will be running the operation as normal until we hear otherwise. When the closure was first announced in June of 2015, the NBA experience was said to be taking over the building, bringing in new hands-on activities for families, a restaurant, and retail store. A Disney spokeswoman told the Sentinel that the NBA experience is still planned for the site. Interesting. I, I think they don't have anything to replace it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think they're waiting until they have something to Do replace Do people it. still go there? I haven't been. You know, I need to. I need to go I and check it out because it's, it's been a while. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. I almost feel like, you know, it's like the zombie attraction. It just won't die. Mm-hmm. And, or it is dead and it's still just walking around. Um, I went once in 2009, briefly, and I didn't. Then I thought it was outdated and boring, but you know. We should go do that. I did it oh, like a couple a months fun, ago. Like, uh, a night, we could do like a, a no, you know, an overview, so we have a little history piece of it when it goes away. But I think it would be fun, like vlog or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I pulled a rhino and I wasn't listening. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> Julie. I was trying to get my rapid. Fire I was talking up. about handbags. What were you thinking? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Teresa. Steve. Okay. Uh, a woman was arrested at Disney's Grand Floridian after police uh, attacking a police officer. Uh, multiple police officers, excuse me. Uh, a woman was arrested at uh, Disney's Grand Floridian <laughs> earlier this week after kicking and spitting at police, offered, police deputies. I cannot talk today, excuse me. Um, guests called the resort uh, after they heard a woman screaming at 11 p.m. Security went to the room and fa- found Virginia Vivier, or Viver, I'm not sure, 36 of South, a- South Africa. Uh, her husband stated that she had been drinking all day and had become violent, shouting and throwing things at him. Or her, excuse me. Um, so in an attempt to stop her, uh, security was called. Um, security then called the Orange County Sheriff's deputy. Um, and then when they came in, they she basically just started attacking and spitting and kicking. Um, so they basically brought her to the, ho- uh, the hospital and found that she had a blood alcohol level of uh, 0.256. Wow. Um, <laughs> She's still standing. So she was then, uh, yeah, so she was charged with, uh, there's a long list here, um, uh, battery on a security officer, battery uh, for domestic violence, resisting a officer with violence, and attempting aver- a- aggravated battery to a law enfor- enforcement officer. Ugh, that was a lot. She's Point- tripping. 0.265? Yes. That's like way over the is limit. Is that almost like... That's almost three times yeah. the legal limit to drive. 0.08 is the well, limit. Well, 0.08, 0.08, 0.10, depending. Um, I, I forgot what they say. What is it? 0.30, 0.35, you're dead. Um, mm. is, well, is she's still poisoning. moving and attacking people. Um, if you have... If, 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 I, you know, I'm, I don't know that this woman's an alcoholic. I can draw inferences. But um, when you drink a lot, 
your body develops a strong tolerance for it. So you are able, depending on how much you drink and for how long, you are able to sustain a blood alcohol level like that and still function on some level, but clearly... Yeah, I mean, it's not a great photo of her, but she doesn't look like, you know, like how you'd think a person would look with that amount of alcohol in their system. She's kind of oompa loompa. Well, I wonder if that was after she went to the hospital. Oh, yeah, maybe they gave her an IV. She looks tired. There's some, there has to be something, obviously something else, maybe in her system or something. I don't know. No. Or mental. But, but I don't know. Does she have kids? I, I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't mention kids. We don't know. It doesn't mention kids, but uh, I cannot I imagine the scene so... of the Grand Floridian, though. I mean, I you know, spend all that right? money to stay in the Grand Floridian, and then all of a sudden There's you got a domestic, you got a, domestic you got a violence. Jerry, yeah. You got a Jerry Springer event <laughs> yeah, happening right. next to you. Like, all right, thank you, Steve. Just before you move on, apologies for those of you watching. Um, you may have realized the slide says one title but shows a different photo, so I apologize uh, for that. Go back things, to that. Go things were that. going way too smoothly. You don't do to <laughs> oh, Those must be the ones and, under her eyes. Oh, very clever. Very clever. Nailed it. Um, yeah, so I know someone's going to point it out to me, so I apologize. No, for um, those listening, no, you, you, you've got to come back. For those who are listening, you got to go look at the video at about the forty the forty minute mark. Um, you'll see what we're talking oh. about because that's kind of funny. Did Rhino um, do that? I'm sorry, you know, no, that, was, that was all me. Unfortunately, this is, this is Oliver's first time producing oh, the Tuesday great. show. Don't feel too bad. I've seen Craig do it once, so I'm yes, okay Craig's with that. Craig's done it. Craig's done it. All right. So Rhino, what do you got? I have some food related things because of why not? Um, the menu for Tiana's place on board the reimagined Disney Wonder has been revealed, um, and it looks de- so uh, delicious. I so want to go there. Oh my god, I know. It says it's uh, it's on the um, it's the New Orleans French Quarter Supper Club is inspired by the film The Princess and the Frog. Menu items will be versions of Louisiana specialties. And Louisiana, the, Rhino. I don't really? know why I have trouble Louisiana. saying that. <laughs> and the music will be. Reminiscent of jazz street party celebrations. <laughs> Tiana's personal touch will be evident in the menu, the entertainment, and throughout every detail. But the the list of food looks really good. Like there's uh, the the boudin sausage fritters. Boudin. 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 I knew it. I, oh, I was going to say boudin. <laughs> Just let her read I feel it. like we need to give Julia the a translation ruler and she your right. <laughs> There's, I mean, I don't I don't want to read a ton well, of The it, woman is from Louisiana, so she's. Really, yeah, really, I probably should have. Um, so she can correct you. Go ahead. I'm ready. Cajun spiced sea bass on shrimp jambalaya with crisp fennel salad and roumelade. And uh, there's Jamie's uh, roasted pork tenderloin, sliced pork tenderloin with white rice and greens on an andouille sausage stew. Big Daddy's roasted prime rib of beef Big with Daddy. a double baked potato, broccoli, sweet wow. roasted You enjoyed that. We just went explicit. Yeah. Pork loin and you enjoyed prime that. rib are not like Louisiana exclusive dishes. Wow, well, they got to put something Charlotte in there. Charlotte for... Booths. Picant, picotti, pasta with pancetta, oyster mushrooms, eggplant, spinach, peas. It just seems very nice. It just, it's got a lighter side as well. This is a lot for like one of the in rotation dining rooms, I feel like. Um, I'm impressed. And what is this replacing? What is this replacing? The K, uh, I forgot the name of it. I said like it earlier Cape today. Ray. Oh, P- Parrot K. Oh, pa- oh yeah. it's Parrot replacing K, Parrot K. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I think this is yeah, a really good change. Yeah. Uh-huh. Parrot K needed to go. That was totally like, real, yeah, I agree with that. Um, wow. Yeah, we we uh, you know, just, we got to review. Well, I'm that, excited. I'm excited to see all the details of the new uh, the, the, the actual new rehab. restaurant. Well, just of the, of the rehab oh, in yeah. general, because yeah. you know, 
every time Disney takes one of these ships out into dry dock, they do amazing things. There better things be with a it. singing alligator in this restaurant. That's all I've got to say. He better play the trumpet. Okay, Miss Julie's coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you, Ryan. Oh, Julie. Yeah. Okay, so there are going to be some new Dooney and Burke handbags released. I'm so excited. As in November 2016. Right, like right now. Yes, like right now. So as in like Friday, they're releasing the first ones. Um, Well, actually, there are some holiday-themed bags that are being released on November 11th. Right now, you can get a villain-themed one. They're black and white and red, Mm -hmm. but they're only available in select locations in the parks. Um, So the villain, you can get the tote, uh, letter carrier, or a wristlet. And then on Friday, November 18th, Tell there's going to be a special release party at Cherry Tree Lane in the Marketplace Co-op at Disney Springs. There are going to be two handbag collections released. So one is the retro sticker collage. Which? Oh, yeah. It's the that one. Yes. Thank you, Teresa. Oh. <laughs> She's my prices right hand. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, could you? <laughs> um, so that'll have the wristlet, a large letter carrier, and a tote. And then the Walt Disney World, is it Toil? Toile. That's the blue Tool. and white one. Tool. That's the blue and white one. Mm-hmm. You know, you've seen it's like, pretty. you know, wallpaper plates, that looks like yeah. that, plates, things like that. So it's That's kind of a more too. old fashioned style. Well, they'll have the, the large letter carrier, a tote, and a hobo satchel. <laughs> okay. What? I like the hobo. Um, I like during that, the spe- this special phrase. event. What is that? Like a bag on a stand? <laughs> That's what I thought. Like it's the Dooney no. and Burke stick collection. <laughs> it's more. Freeform. Okay, go ahead. Oh, God. So Get to the one I want. Okay, so with the special <laughs> event being held on the 18th, you'll have a chance to meet um, Ian or Ian Ray, depending on if you're Zarian. Ian. Or not. <laughs> the creative director for Dooney and Burke from 10.30 to 12 p.m. And then the retro sticker collage collection will also be released on the 18th at Disneyland Resort. And then two additional collections, the ones that... Teresa and I are the most tell excited us, about. Tell us. It's going to be on the Shop Disney Parks app, though. Um, not in the park. N- as of right now, no. Oh, okay. So the first collection is the Princess Keys, but who cares about that? You're right. It's going to launch on November fourteenth, and then finally, the one we've all been waiting for—the oh. cat-themed. I'm so excited. <laughs> collection oh, will be introduced on November twenty-eighth. So Corey, if you're listening, he's not. He's not. <laughs> Neither is um, my husband. All right. But. So if anybody meets the creative director, do me a favor and tell him. Come out with some more unisex stuff. Seriously. You know, I, some of these bags I would love, but I can't pull them off. They're just too feminine. The key one? could No. Could, it's pink. It's a purse. Well, well they do have work different it, ones. Pete. They, need, they need like a, a messenger, a crossbody yeah. messenger yeah. or something like that. Like a, a laptop or an iPad one, you yeah. know, a small one. But yeah. no, the cat one is seriously Let's go definitely back and my talk favorite. About the cat one. Okay, oh, so yeah. you can see Marie on there. You can see all the other aristocrats. Lucifer. I mean, Lucifer. Oh you can see the um, the Siamese cats from Lady and the Tramp, which oh, are two of my favorite cats. Um, <laughs> yeah. And now that I'm a cat lady too, I'm super excited. I'm so excited for this. That's right. You've joined the ranks. Of cat women. <laughs> Meow. It's Baby awesome. cat is sweet as honey. I love cats. <laughs> I love cats. I don't know what Abby would do with one, though. Oh, I think she'd love it. She would lick I it I think you should death. get no, one and would. find out. She, she would. would love it to she death. Would. No, she absolutely would. I just the cat would like... boss her around. Oh, no question. No question. For but... sure. So this is all very exciting. You can find out more on the Disney Parks blog, and hopefully we'll have the story up on our site soon enough. So one of my children will have to go without a Christmas gift. So I can't get that. <laughs> Right, I thank, choose Grace. <laughs> thank you, Julie. Oliver. Hello. Um, I yes. am so done talking about Dooney and Burke. <laughs> <laughs> um, my 
rapid fire. The Doctor Strange show meet and greet. Um, you can now meet Doctor Strange at Hollywood Studios, which is very interesting because he's a Marvel character. So now open for a limited engagement at Disney's Hollywood Studios is a brand new show uh, and meet and greet. It's similar to the Jedi Training Academy with the main character in Marvel's new entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Doctor Strange. Now, you might want to explain to people yeah. why it's interesting that a Marvel character is in a Disney theme. Yes. So, um, of course, when uh, Universe, sorry, of course, when Disney purchased Marvel, uh, they they acquired Marvel with the uh, current um, situation they have set up with Universal, meaning that Universal on this coast uh, has the exclusive rights to uh, Marvel characters. Now, from what I understand, it's Marvel. It's the Marvel characters they had at that time. Any new Marvel characters, I believe, Disney can use. Is that incorrect, Rhino? No, because uh, I think Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange have been around since before they did that. Because those comic that purchase happened ah. in the late. But they weren't 90s. in the park, though. Oh yeah, yeah. They weren't yeah, visibly yeah, yeah. in Universal. Right? Yeah, it, it, it's something where it's like a second tier characters they're allowed to use. So they, they okay. were allowed to have guardians for that um, villains unleashed party um, sidekicks. Yeah. yeah, that's true. They did have guardians. Yeah. Um, so this isn't the first um, character to appear in this, but I. I yeah, well, this is how we felt about cat bags. But, um, <laughs> what's funny about this show is when you watch the video. I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm going tomorrow, I think. But um, the the kids like. It's all about magic, so he's got to like chant with the kids, but he says a lot of weird words, and none of the kids know what the words yeah. are. So it's like, was it? You I, I was the one that recorded yeah, it, so it it's like laugh. he's like, say rara bara da da da, and like all the kids are like, what? What? <laughs> like, what are we supposed to be saying? So the movie's not out yet, or is it? It, it, it came it out Friday, out? but I've, I've and this is who's and it's doing incredibly well. It's yeah. the thirteenth consecutive no major hit, yeah, um, for Marvel Studios. And that beats Pixar's record. And, I've heard. I've and Doctor Strange is Cumberbatch, too. right? Yeah, and they are saying it is getting rave reviews. It's doing really, really well. So this is going to be another blockbuster. Yeah, pasty British man. And it just under <laughs> it just underscores the brilliance of this acquisition yeah. by Bob Iger. It was an absolutely genius acquisition, along with Lucasfilm. That is just it's churning out cash turning out cash for the company. Mm-hmm. So, good. Give it to the firefighters. Yeah, really. <laughs> Show some love. But I'm ch- All right. Thank you, Oliver. Um, one other thing we want to talk about before we head off to watch the election returns um, <laughs> is uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, which uh, this year's event began last night. And I know that uh, Oliver, Rhino, and Steve were there along with Craig and Corey. I was not. I had other plans last night. But uh, so I wanted to hear from you guys about it. But first, they have put together a little uh, overview video of it that we're going to show you now. All right. Well, thank you for that, Rhino. I know Rhino thank just you. finished that up right Yeah, that's the fastest we, uh, I have ever made a video. So. Finished that up right I actually thought we that was one of your best. <laughs> um, so tell me, tell me what you thought. I love the Christmas party, and I just thought that there are some parts about this year's party that I didn't enjoy as much as last year's. For instance, I think it was a consensus that the new stage show is kind of a big disappointment. It was... Well, let's talk about that for a second, because it is like... Well, tell us what the new stage show is. Um, well, Oliver, do you want to tell <laughs> Yeah, us sure. So part? I was actually right up the front there uh, for, this, for this brand new stage show. So this new stage show is... Um, 
It's a cluster of very interesting things. So it's a, a, using the Fab Five characters, um, you can uh, see them go through wintry, holiday-style type of situations. Now let me just dress the scene for you. So um, all of the Fab Five come out there in their winter gear. Uh, and then Daisy, um, who actually I don't believe is part of the Fab Five, but Daisy is uh, looking uh, for Donald. And they decide that the best way to get hold of Donald Duck uh, is by texting him. Um, so, yeah, I know. It's this was kind of, yeah, so, you were telling uh, me about this. This is kind of sad. It's, yeah, it's... it's the, there's a whole song, a whole musical number about getting in touch with uh, Donald Duck. And as you can see there, for those of you watching, um, they are actually holding up giant smartphones because during the number, they, um, they, uh, yeah, they, they, it, it's oh, just, I can't, God. honestly, I can't put it into words. It's, it was one of those where as I was watching it, my toes were curling. Mm. Now saying this, I didn't hate it. It just felt out of place and a bit weird. If I go back, I will 100% watch this. It's just strange. That's all. So it's, yeah, it's, um, it's very confusing. I wasn't, it's not at all what I was expecting. I'll just put it that way. It's, it's different. I, I very different. It was, it's a show where Disney tried to be cool. And when Disney tries to be hip and cool, it like never seems to work. Feels out of place. Yeah. Appealing to like the tween. I just don't like the Snapchat reference because it immediately made me think that Mickey's out there like being inappropriate with filters and stuff like that. Whoa, 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 Rhino! What do you mean? Is that Mickey Mouse down to your level? Mickey Mouse is way above your level. I mean, just because everyone uses it like that. Well, here's here's my thing. It's it's just they're referencing a a, a app that I don't think is going to be around for forever. It's not like it was a Facebook reference. Well, neither will this show. I guess that's, well, knowing Disney, yes, it will. It'll be around for like 10, 20 more years. You know, but they're not talking about facts and letters and crap from years ago, you know. Yeah. Technology well, that's not. Yeah, because I, I think I they used to be more that. timeless, though. Right. That's, that's I don't the want good, them to do things like point. this. Because, and I, w- I didn't see it. I, you know, I can just tell what you guys have told me, but. It it needs to be more timeless. It, was just, it doesn't need to be it, because they're doing. They're trying to be hip, like Steve was saying. It comes off cheesy and kind of ingenuine, and like it's kind of like your stepdad that wants to be friends with you. Kind of wrote the show, so he doesn't really know what he's talking yeah. about. But yeah. he's like, oh, we'll wow. send them a text. Oh, it, sorry, Jeff. This happened in our house. My <laughs> Stella sent my sister a picture, and she said, "How did you do that?" I did it on Instagram. What's Instagram, and where can I find it? And Stella <laughs> said, "They have it at Publix." <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, okay. So, all right. So you found the new stage show to be a little disappointing. Disappointing. But I did love, and again, food for me. They have uh, this year instead of it just being uh, for those of you who don't know at the Halloween party they give out the candy. I've never I enjoy that part of the Halloween party so much because you could take it home with you. The Christmas party it's always just been Snickerdoodles and hot chocolate, and I'm like, how many of those can you have? So what is it this now? year? There's a bunch of different stuff. So Snickerdoodles and hot chocolate. There's an eggnog stop that you get ginger snap cookies mm-hmm. with. Then there's a snow cone stop where you get these snowmen, like, you know, those sugar cookies, the hard sugar cookies. Yeah, they're with like the, the colored uh, sugar on top of sprinkles. it. Sprinkles. Yeah, sprinkles. There's the word. Um, and then there was hot apple cider with, uh, which was, this one was my favorite, the peppermint bark cookies. Was it apple oh, juice or apple cider? Um, it was, uh, 
Two it, different things. Okay, they liked it. I said it could use a little bit more hot water because it was a little thick. No, um, I loved it. Oh, that would have been cider then. Yeah. yeah so it actually it is cider. cider. It's yeah, not it apple cider. juice. No, 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 no. no, no. It okay. was hot apple cider. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and so I I liked that because I felt you, you got to do more. That's a nice touch. Yes. yes. That is yeah, nice. Yeah. Because yeah. I've always enjoyed the hot chocolate, which I'm looking forward to because right. we're going yeah. soon. But I hate snickerdoodles. Well, and it also mm. gives like, like a mine, fun journey to go around to the different stops because yeah. you It's not the same to, thing. Right. Yeah. Not doing the same thing. Well, over and over and on, on that note there, too, we encountered, because there's, people are doing the journey, you're, the lines are a lot longer for all this stuff. Because they're year. trying. Yeah, before yeah. it was just walk up and grab it. And we went to a few that we had to wait for a little bit. So. so did you try every single treat, Rhino or not? Because I actually didn't manage to. Yes. And which one was your favorite? Uh, the peppermint bark. And oh, I will always say eggnog because I love eggnog. But I also really enjoyed the hot I like cider. eggnog. No. Mm. You don't like well, eggnog? Nothing it depends. To do with depends on how it's made. It's, yeah. it's, the, it's the Florida favorite, the T.G. Lee or whatever that one is. It's the one that's here. I don't, we don't have that in the north, but... No, uh, because the T.G. Lee Dairy is like in downtown Orlando. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That, well, that makes sense then. But that, that I, I appreciated that. For me, I always think I like the Halloween party a little bit more better. I don't know. Oh, really? It's just, you like it more better? More better. More better. Mo better. <laughs> Why? Because you mo like costumes, Halloween? Mo problems. The costumes and stuff? All the... <laughs> You know, all yeah. the dressing up. I do miss that aspect of it because I feel like because this was the first one and it was early on, I didn't see a ton of people with like Christmas sweaters or I mean, it's Florida. Well, yeah, it's Christmas 90 shirt, degrees whatever, outside. But, but you know what? This yeah. is the way to start shirt. off the season. <laughs> right? Yep. I agree. This I, is the way that begins for me. That, I yeah. will say it does uh, capture that spit, like that Christmas spirit very well. Like I felt incredibly yeah. festive considering yeah. it's pretty early in November right. still. Um, I loved it. I, I, I'd even go as far to say, and I do love Halloween, but I'd even go as far to say that I probably prefer this to the <laughs> Halloween too. party. Really? <sighs> why, why do you prefer it? Steve? I prefer like, it because in Florida, I find it hard to get in the Christmassy spirit with it being yes, so warm I agree. here. Yeah. So these parties and like when they used to have Osborne lights and all the little things that Disney does can get me in that Christmas. A little mood. bit of snow, fake, yeah. fake as it may be, it's right. still there. Yeah. So, I never mood. had a problem, but I grew up in Louisiana. It doesn't snow there. It's, yeah. We have warm Thanksgivings and warm Christmases. Right. So, yeah, no, no different for me. I think for those of us who grew up in the Northeast. Yeah. It's it's a big, yeah. Or the Midwest, so that's I, what you want. Yeah. I will say, yeah, standing on the street, on Main Street, is definitely a highlight for sure. We, when they make it snow there, it's not like light snow. And it's, the Christmas music. Come on, bring yeah. it on. Yeah, no, no. I, I enjoy the party. I mean, you guys see my dining room right now. It's full of Christmas oh, lights. Yeah. <laughs> well, this will actually be the newest, um, largest Christmas attraction in Orlando. By next, uh, well, this is the first year I'm decorating the outside. Um, oh. But by next... By next weekend, I'll have the whole house. I always have the house decorated before Thanksgiving. Oh, I do too. I just I, I like Freddie to do it was... just because I like to enjoy it for a longer yeah, period right. of time. I do too. Finley already said, "I just don't like when we have to take it all down. We don't have anything up yet." I know, right? <laughs> She's already it's like already. About, I was buying lights last night. I found oh. the girls want lights in their rooms, and I'm I'm all excited. We I'm bought ready. Christmas uh, reindeer antlers at Target, and we wore them all over the store before we bought. Yeah. Them. <laughs> So how about uh, parade and fireworks? The parade's great. The parade's great. I think the... Is it different? The, or is it the same? Yeah, same. The, I like the uh, marching drummer guys. Yeah. That's like the iconic... The toy soldiers. Chris, the toy yeah, soldiers. Yes, yes. Drummer yeah. guys. They're always know. my favorite. It's just I love the sound of them moving, and I always think they, yeah. they look really you cool can hear them the march. Kinda, and yeah. It's just iconic. Yeah. And, and then, Santa. And Santa. Come on. Santa and the sleigh. Yeah. And Merry Christmas. They always have a... Like, Santa's really good. They I always like get it. the Santa. 
the Santa. I also like how in the weird, uh, like, characters come out for the holiday parades. Like, you see, like, Clarabelle Cow or, like, the weird ones that you never get to see for the rest of the yeah. year. That's kind of she fun. She's not she's, weird. She's just rare. We should point out that <laughs> she was, uh, she is very featured in the party this year, though, because she's a main, uh, a centerpiece in the, the show. Steve said someone commented and called her Mariah Carey because she sings All I Want for Christmas during the show. Oh, that's wrong. I have to give credit to the commenter that my fiance saw, and then she told me that joke, so I have to give credit to the commenter. Wow. It wasn't, wasn't my joke. Well, how, how about the fireworks? Same fireworks as usual? Same fireworks as usual. amazing. Um, super amazing. They have the 180, not the 360, but they have the 180 fireworks. And I like this soundtrack so much because it has like the perfect soundtrack or perfect blend of the emotional Christmas music and like the cheery Christmas music that like it's perfect. The emotional and cheery because you can't cross over the two. Some of emotional stuff's cheery. You mean the upbeat Christmassy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not regular Christmas. Yeah. Now, it's Disney Christmas. So let me ask you a question. Um, this year, uh, prices are being yielded. Uh, I think it's not the first year, but prices are being yielded. The closer you get to Christmas, the more expensive this gets. So $86 a ticket uh, on the low end, $99 a ticket on the high end. Wow. So this is the last year that this party will be under $100 on peak days. Next year, I guarantee this going to be 102 105 dollars on those peak days um so let's ask the question 86 dollars per person worth it yes yes i don't know it depends what you're looking for i'd say so um whenever you visit any of these events the halloween party the christmas party people go in there wanting different things so there's some people that want to go in there and use it almost like a uh like a, a one yeah one big fast pass essentially to ride a lot of attractions and then it's just nice the other stuff's a bonus in that instant i'd say it's very much worth it because all of the attractions i've seen were walk on they really were there was yeah, barely any weight true. whatsoever if you're going in for the event itself it's it's pushing it the snacks were a nice touch, but you're not going to eat your own body weight in, you know, cookies, are you, to cover the cost, really? So, it, and the entertainment is very good, but it's only the new stage show, so it's very. But repetitive. what about, you know, what about the attractions? I mean, you get to. Yeah, that's you know, a huge part. It's a huge plus. And you have to remember, like, not everyone covers it the way that we do when they actually True. go. Like, they okay. don't have to I, see every little thing. Right. Where yeah. We're forcing ourselves mm. to, I mean, to we, watch something like Tomorrowland Christmas Show, which is really targeted towards little kids. I love and we waited an Christmas hour. Show. We waited an hour, you know, an hour, over an hour for the parade that I don't think you needed to do because when we were walking out, we we could have just stopped anywhere the and watched the parade. Or not walking out. I was How there until merchandise. Like one in the any, morning. any merchandise I could only get then? There was there was some park exclusive merchandise. There was a pin um, that was for annual pass holders. I believe there's a annual pass holder one. I th- believe yes. And then they have like a whole box set that's like 120 dollars for like five pins. Yeah, like good thing I was like if Pete's here, if Pete was here right and now. They have like a language party exclusive one pin um and they had a v-neck shirt this year that was v-neck shirt and then there's a green and a red shirt Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah none of the none of the the stuff really excited me necessarily it looks like they're they're sticking with that same kind of um the same kind of logo they've used Mm -hmm. the last like three years or so i feel like that you know that mickey the sleigh and the pluto and thing which i like but i think the party tickets are well worth it for even at eighty six dollars. Even at eighty six, I'd pay a hundred bucks, and I'm going to because I'm taking Stella, and maybe Grace. What is it you want to see though when you go? That's what I'd ask. What is it you go for? Because the, if, the atmosphere, the decorations, the yeah. fake snow, 
the, yeah, pare- the music. I just it just kind of. I'm already listening to Christmas music. If that's home. your only, if that's your only ticket, like you're like, okay, we're not going to go to the Magic Kingdom for this one day, because you can get in at four, four o'clock, four o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So it's it was open till midnight last night, and you know I was there till twelve forty five. So it, you have you know at least eight hours. And you're, let's say you're going to spend four of that doing the other stuff. So it's four hours to kind of walk on the ride. I mean, if you're like, that's my only thing I'm going to do and I'm not going to go to the park as well, I maybe, yeah. Well, that's, you know, we always say to people that with these parties, you know, do one less day than you were planning mm-hmm. on your park hopper. Yeah. And so save yourself a little bit of money there and then make that your Magic Kingdom day. You're getting all this extra stuff and you're getting access to the rides with much shorter lines than what you're going to see on an average on an average day, so I think you get to do more, you get more entertainment, and I think it's a it's a trade off. But yeah. I think you know that's what I always say to people is just like if you're going to get a five day park hopper, you know you want to spend one day at the Magic Kingdom, get a four day and do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you know you have this special experience you can't get normally. So yeah, that's that's my thought anyway. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I also I couldn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so you gonna head back again? Gonna do it again? Uh, I mean, if I'm not paying for it, I mean, I no, probably I will. Say no. <laughs> I, if I'm not paying for it. Are you going I, back again? No. If Michaela were to visit, which she's not for this party, but if like so for the Halloween party, I would go again when she came. But I wouldn't go just by myself or something. But I would go if she were here. See, I would go to the Halloween party with, like, Eli. Again, like, well, I try to do it every other year with him. Um, and Poor I, Eli, so deprived. I, 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 get out of here. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't think, I think we did the Christmas party one year, and it's just not, it, it, for us, because we live here, it, I that regular, that Christmas parade is the regular parade, two weeks of Christmas. So if he wants to see the parade, we'll come see the parade. But Whatever, you have like, to keep in mind when they're doing that Christmas parade at Christmas time, it's a different experience. I know it's the same parade, but wherever you are on that parade route, it's rammed. You are not going to get a good view unless you camp out and wait there. So yeah, yeah you, but you I mean are, that, you know. that that's what I'm saying is that's the that's the that's the difference of like me giving a local perspective at this yeah. point in my life. Now, nope. You know? Here's my local perspective. I've already got it planned out. We're gonna have <laughs> lunch at Disney Springs, do Christmas shopping until oh. it's time to go to the party, and then we're going to the party and then. That sounds like a fun day. Doesn't that sound like fun? Yeah. Yeah. Forcing. Oliver, we go Oliver, straight what from about school. you? If I'm not paying for it, are you going to spend $86 to go to that, that party? I probably will, yes. I will go back um, with with my husband and experience it. Cause it's a nice atmosphere, and it's one of those, It's you know, it's kind of romantic almost, and you get filled with that Christmas almost. spirit. I have so, great memories of that um, party, too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. I, I think the entertainment is as strange as that new show is, and it is strange. Go and watch it on, on YouTube. It's on our YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash WDW yeah, we've got, info. We've, we've got it all up. We've got a lot of a lot of videos up from this year's Christmas party. So in fact I believe um, everything's up right now. Awesome. So you can get the fireworks, you can get the stage shows. Um yeah, go over youtube.com slash WDW info. Um yeah, it's all there. Go and check it out. All right. That is gonna do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone, and remember. Go out and vote, because if you don't, you got to sit down and shut up for four years, okay?